52 episodes, 52 ordinary people, 52 real stories about things that affect overall health. Because there is a lot more that goes into being healthy than food and fitness. Inspiration, support, a new perspective, and knowledge. You'll find that and more here on the HealthAbility Project. Hi, welcome to the HealthAbility Project. I'm Robin McKenna. Who remembers gym class as a kid or even as a middle schooler or high schooler? Were you the athlete or the one last picked for team sports? Adolescents can be a challenging time for many kids. Negative self-talk, poor body image, low self-esteem, and self-doubt are all too common. How does this negative mindset affect a kid's overall health and well-being while they are traversing this difficult time? And how does this mindset influence them as adults? How do you think it would affect you? Here to share her story is Teresa Roden. Teresa is a self-taught triathlete. She is also the founder of iTry, a nonprofit whose focus is to empower middle school-aged girls and transform their lives by using the sport of triathlon. Thanks so much for being on the show with me today, Teresa. I am so glad to have you here, and I'm really excited for our conversation. Thanks so much, Robin. It's an honor to be here with you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So were you the athlete in middle school or something else? (laughs) Absolutely something else. Probably the opposite of of the word athlete never crossed my mind, to tell you the truth. I was last picked for every kickball game in my elementary and middle school days career. And my gym teacher... uh, (laughs) Mr. Moresco was our gym teacher, and he had very choice words for me um, when I would sit there and let everybody else go ahead of me, especially in baseball or any of those things where you were pressured to be up at bat or the kicking the ball or anything that would draw attention to my non-athletic ability. It wasn't a good time, Rob. It wasn't a good time. The anxiety must have been horrible. It was. It, 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 it was. It's funny. I never... You know, even though, you know, in the future I go on to do triathlon and, you know, and that is running, biking, swimming, running's never been my thing, but I used to ride my bike like it was, you know, that was my main mode of transportation. Swimming, I I was a fish, but I never really thought of those things as athletic endeavors. So for me, it was always comparing myself to everyone else who really enjoyed the the competition and the pressure and and all of that. And that definitely wasn't me. Did you have anybody to talk to as a kid or even as a teenager to, I don't know, get some support or make you feel better? You know, I think I had different avenues, right? So sports not going to be every kid's avenue. So I was more, um, I loved to sing and I loved, I took dance classes and things like that as, as a younger person. And then, you know, throughout middle school and high school, I would perform in the plays and things. So I think, I think that was more my niche and where sport didn't come into play until much later. Okay. So what was, was high school an extenuation of this experience in middle school? Did it get any better? Did it get any better after high school? How did this influence your overall mindset? 
Yeah. So I, I think, you know, I was always, you know, a heavy kid and I struggled with um, body image and self-esteem and all of, all of that, probably my entire life, even as a little kid. So, you know, middle school and high school is is really tough and it's really hard. You know, we're very lucky we didn't have the social media kind of pressures that we the kids have today, but it, it still it still was a place where I felt like I never fit in, right? And so I definitely struggled um, with low self-esteem, depression as, you know, uh, just so your audience knows, I'm very lucky in this conversation because Robin and I actually went to high school together. <laughs> so Robin, yeah. she, she knows a lot about me. And as, as, as you know, um, you know, my dad passed away when we were sophomores in high school. And that was really, really tough. And and that made it even harder. So, you know, I, I didn't have an outlet like sport that, you know, now I know so much of the science and the research behind it and how uh, like things like pattern repetitive movement is so healing after trauma. And, and so had I known some of those things, I might've come to it sooner, even just something as simple as taking a walk. And, and I, you know, that's not something my family did. And so, you know, I, I definitely struggled through, through high school. That's so shocking to me because knowing you in high school, you were so bubbly and so friendly and so outgoing. And, you know, my view was that you were always on the go doing this and doing that. I would never have guessed that these were your internal feelings. That's just, I don't know. That's also, you know, a commentary on you never know what's going on with someone. I think that's one of life's greatest lessons that that you learn right every it always seems the grass is always greener you always look at somebody else and say oh they've got it all together they've got it all and all it takes is one conversation and you realize nobody's got it all and we're all struggling and we're all you know we all deal with our own insecurities yeah okay so when was the turning point for you as far as your decision to teach yourself how to do a triathlon and, and yeah. what went on from there? <laughs> it's, it's a crazy story. It's all, you know, it's so legend has it. I was on the beach in Block <laughs> Island and I was um, just there with friends, probably eating chips on the beach. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, these crazy lunatics come running down the beach and they've got numbers written on their arm in Sharpie and they're jumping over sandcastles and everybody's cheering. And it was crazy. And we we got into it. We jumped up. We're cheering. And I turned to my friend and I said, what is this? And he goes, oh, it's the Block Island Triathlon. I go, really? And he explains it all to me. You swim here in the ocean and then you do the bike ride around the island and then you run this beach. And it was just the weirdest thing. I just said to myself, next year, I'm going to do that. It was crazy. I had never even done a 5K, no, no competition of anything at that point. But it was just something in my soul that said, yeah, I'm going to do this next year. So I came home and I told some of my friends and they were, you know, we were all kind of young moms at the time. We were in a book club together. And I said, you're going to think I'm crazy, but next year I'm going to do this thing, this triathlon. And a couple of them said, 
wait, why don't we do do that together? We'll all train and, and we'll just do it together. You know, I haven't done anything since the New York City Marathon. Right? So they were all people that were much more fit and had done more of these things, but it didn't matter. So we, we really, at that point, knew nothing. Uh, we signed up, we Googled how to train for a triathlon and literally dove into the deep end of the pool, swam one length and was like, oh God, how are we ever going to do this? <laughs> but what happened was that each time we got together and did one of these activities, it got a little easier. And I personally would feel a little stronger. And, you know, I, I had always used, you know, that that internal dialogue I have, had always had was just so negative and so cruel. It was, you know, I now refer to it as the inner bully, where I would let myself talk to myself in ways that I would never, ever let another human, right? Mm -hmm. So when those thoughts would come up and I would be, you know, trying to run or whatever, and, and in my mind, I would be saying, oh, you're never going to do this. You're too slow. You're too fast. Who do you think you are? I, I realized that there was no way I was going to make it to the finish line if I kept talking to myself and treating myself that way. And so at the same time that I was training my body, I was also training my mind and my mm -hmm. spirit. It was the same time that, you know, I don't know if your listeners will remember or if they they got into it, but it was the same time that this, the movie The Secret came out. And, you know, all of the power of visualization and the power of your thoughts and all of that. I was I was learning and reading a lot about spirituality and, and the power of your mind. Also, um, Louise Hay and the power of affirmations and positive, you know, po the way you speak to yourself. So I really it was such a perfect time to be doing both because I knew I would never, ever reach that goal if I kept acting the same way and, and having the same thoughts. So every time I would catch myself in one of those negative thoughts, I immediately turned it around. And really, truly, it was the first time in my entire life that I was kind to myself. Mm -hmm. And it just it just kind of snowballed. The power of visualization became really, really clear to me. There was one um, episode. It was it was close to race race day, and I was at home at my Y, and I was on the treadmill, and I had just done um, like a four mile run. Not that I I probably never ran the whole thing. It was always run walk, but that was okay. And at the end of that, I did a cool down. So I had music playing. I turned the the treadmill down, and I just held on with my eyes closed, and I just visualized that entire day, right? From the minute I woke up to getting to the transition area and setting up to getting in the water and doing that swim and feeling the water on my skin and imagining breathing and getting on my bike and feeling the wind drying my face after the swim and then the run and, and imagining me being the person with the numbers on their arm and jumping over the sandcastles. And I, and I had this moment where I imagined coming through the finish line and it was just so real that I actually, if people were there that day, they probably thought I was crazy because here I was with my eyes closed, just walking, but tears were streaming down my face because it was so real. I felt every bit of that. And I, I knew without a doubt that if I could go there in my mind, 
I would go there in my body. So right after that, I knew there was no doubt that I would finish this race and do do it. It was just that powerful. And that's one of the lessons now that we teach because once once you learn that, it's what the astronauts do. It's what the Olympic athletes do. And it's what each one of us can do, no matter what their goal is, is right, is, is imagining it as if it's already real for you. Wow. <laughs> wow. I, you know, I've heard of visualization and I just didn't know it could have that effect. That yeah. is unbelievable. But also just to back up a second, because I, I think it's really interesting. You talk about, you know, each day you got in the pool and you, you know, went through the drills and you were training and each day you felt a little stronger. And I think that was both physically and mentally, emotionally, emotionally right? all of it. And it was a combination of what you were doing for yourself, but also the support of the other women that were with yes. you. Yeah. And support from others is is just a continual theme through every single episode I've done and everybody I've interviewed. And it just cannot be emphasized enough that we are not on this planet to live and go alone, that we just cannot do what yeah. we do without the support of others. Exactly. So that's just really, that is a fabulous example of that. Yeah. So. And it actually, it also made me appreciate my body, the body that I had always kind of railed against. If it could mm -hmm. just be thinner, if it could just be smaller, right? It wasn't until I was on the bicycle mm -hmm. and I was faster than everybody else. And I looked down at those thighs that I, was, you know, I wished had a gap my whole life. And I was like, this is what they're for. These suckers are strong, man. <laughs> oh my God. That is so awesome. But it's true. Like, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's interesting. You got to a point of, of self-acceptance, right? Yes. You know, and it's, yeah. it's different for all of us. And, and yeah. so when you did your first triathlon, how old were you? <sighs> goodness. I was 33, I think. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So between the time you left high school and this triathlon, that triathlon was really the, the mindset transformation point. So all that way, you were still doing the negative talk and it was this yep. particular crossroad in your life that made the difference. Yes. Yes. Wow. And, and, you know, after the fact, so the, that finish line moment was amazing, just as amazing as what I had visualized. And, and it was crazy. And, but, you know, after the fact, what I realized as was that as great as the finish line was, it was the journey that got me there. That was the most transformative. And that passing that finish line, I would never, ever, ever go back to that same woman, that girl who used to act like this, you know, no, as you said, nobody knew, but inside, it was, it was terrible. It was the struggle every single day, every mirror I passed, every, you know, every person I compared myself to. And I just realized what a waste of time that was. Yeah. Yeah. And the taste of self-victory is just so delicious. Right. Ask anybody who's ever done a triathlon. It's yeah. so life-changing. You really say, if I can do that, I can do anything. Yeah. And that's, that's, it's the yeah. truth. So tell us about I try and where how 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 much long after your first triathlon did you come up with this idea for I try right so my daughter Abby was i think she was 6 or 7 when I did did that race 
I came back after that race and I became the Pied Piper of triathlon. And I was like, look at me, if I can do this, anybody can do this. And so I went on that same summer. I think there were a couple more races in the Hamptons that I did the next year we formed like this whole group of people. So our core group, the same ones who went to Block Island that next year, we brought like 20 people over oh, to wow. Block Island to do it. Plus we were doing races here on the East end of Long Island. It's just perfect for, for triathlon. So I was very, very much into the sport. I was loving you know, the training aspect, the community aspect of it. And I did that for I don't know, however many years she was seven until she was, you know, about 10. I, you know, I kept, I was doing all these races. I was doing um, larger distances. I, I got up to doing an Olympic distance, which was for me a big accomplishment. Yeah. So then when she was just about to go into middle school, I was out doing a run one day and I just was thinking about all of this, how different, you know, my life is now and, and thinking about, her life and how similar she is to me in so many ways that, you know, she wasn't a, a bat and ball kid. We tried, you know, tried everything, but she wasn't, that wasn't her thing. She's the same as me, loved to swim, ride a bike, the whole thing, but not really motivated to do any of those things at her age. And I thought, gosh, if I could have learned all that I learned at that age, instead of waiting until I was in my 30s, what a difference that would make. So the idea for it, basically, I feel like it just kind of came to me as a download. And it was the way the way it was in my mind was like a movie, like a documentary. What if what if we took a group of girls who are just starting out in middle school, which we know is like so transformative in itself, but so difficult and challenging and, and all of that. And what if we had girls who didn't necessarily consider themselves to be athletes, who may be struggling with self-esteem issues and dealing with problems at home and, you know, just basically middle school and, and all of, you know, what that entails. And what if we gave them all of the tools and the training and the love and the support that that I experienced, right, as you said, with with my friends and all of that, and we gave them all of that, and this big goal of doing a triathlon, what would happen? And so I went to her school. Now, previously, I had been a preschool and kindergarten teacher. So when she started school, I was very active in the school. I was a volunteer and, and they, you know, the school knew me pretty well. That being said, to, to this day, it blows me away that they actually said yes, mm. <laughs> because I don't think there's a, I don't think if I pitch this idea now today, it, there would be a lot of red tape to get through that I didn't have to. So we, it was just it was just meant to be. It really was. So I pitched the idea. And that year we had 10 girls from her school, spring school in East Hampton, New York. And basically the lessons I, I went to the library and I just whatever was coming through, I wrote, you know, about 10 different, what they're now called empowerment lessons that were based on my experience, right? So we have a lesson in affirmations and the power of your words. We do a lesson in visualization and, and explain how the astronauts and the Olympic athletes use it and do these exercises. We have a lesson called Real Beauty, where we 
use geodes and we break the geodes open so that they can see that beauty is on the inside out. And then they have to brainstorm what is beautiful about themselves. We do a lesson on compliments and we, you know, it's just all, all of, all of, right. All of these really wonderful lessons that really on the outside don't have anything to do with sport or triathlon, but it's, it's what they take with them when, when they leave, because not, not, Every single one of those kids will cross the finish line. As long as they show up, they we will do everything in our power to make sure that they're successful. But it's on the other side. We have a saying that the finish line is just the beginning. And once they have that moment where they know that I've done this, I can do anything, they can then take all of those tools and apply it to whatever dream or goal they have. You make an interesting point. You know, you, the, these lessons that you're teaching these young women you say have nothing to do with sport, but it is about the person that is showing up to do the sport. So it it does kind of dovetail into that. I mean, it's not the athleticism, but, you know, showing well, up. Well, it's more, it's the sports psychology right. of it now, right? It's the resilience building and, and all of that. Right. Teresa, what have the young women that have been in your program, have any of them given you any feedback, you know, after they've completed their first triathlon or even as they're going through it, have they said, gosh, I noticed a real change in myself. What kind of feedback are you getting or have you gotten from these young women? Yeah, we, we do. I mean, we do, we do these great pre and post surveys and and we do um, some focus groups with the girls and their families. And it really is just some of the things they say are, are amazing that, you know, similar to my own story where, you know, they just said things like, I didn't believe in myself. And now, now I do. I never had somebody who believed in me before. And this, this was amazing. I had a a girl share with me that she never felt that her father was proud of her until she crossed that finish line. And he was there and he was so proud of her. And that, that was really beautiful. Wow. That's amazing. And it's, it's, it's exciting for these young women to be aware of that transformation and and be happy about it. Yeah. Yeah. And they could, they just go on to do amazing things. You know, the, we've really, you know, done our best to keep, keep in touch with the girls. What happens is at the, at, once a girl does the program, we give her the opportunity the next year when she's in seventh grade and again in eighth grade to come back and do it again, but this time to to serve as a mentor to the younger girls. Oh. So every year we have, you know, probably like 20% that come back for years. And then in high school, we give them the opportunity to volunteer one year as a coach. We offer to pay for their water safety instructor instruction and they get certified. So we did that with three kids this year. And then they come back the following year and coach. They actually coach for us. We pay them as a coach. They can then use that certification to work at any of the beach clubs out here and teach swimming, which in the Hamptons, they make a really nice you know, amount of money doing that. So there's, there's lots of opportunities. A lot of them come back whenever we need volunteers for things. And, you know, if, if we have a girl who doesn't know how to ride a bike and needs somebody to ride with her always on race day, you see that, you know, the older alums come from college and they'll, they'll do a ride along. And it's just really beautiful. They just feel very attached to the program and, and, and the, the girls and the, the just the feeling yeah. and giving back. Yeah. And that just is a, you know, a full circle picture of support, the support that you established with your first core group of women when you 
decided to do this crazy idea. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 10 girls the first year we've had over 1100 cross that finish line now. Yeah. And when how long, when, schools. wow. And how long has, um, I try been, when was it founded? 2010. Okay. So, so this is our 13th. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Teresa. That's yeah. awesome. Thank you. So what's on the horizon for I try and for you, are you still competing? Are you still doing triathlons? Um, yes, I have done a few smaller ones, uh, in the last couple of years, but this year as a, a relay, you can do triathlons as relays and, and pick, you know, one, one of the events. So myself, our athletic director and our program director are all doing a relay for the very new half Ironman that's happening at Jones beach in September. So I will be doing the swim leg, which is a little over a mile at Jones Beach. Yeah. Then Sharon McCobb, who's our athletic director, will be doing the bike. And then Alyssa will be doing the run. So it's wow. that's exciting. That's, that's something to train for. That's impressive. I, yeah. I give you a lot of credit. I would be terrified to swim in the ocean. I would just be terrified about being swept away by a <laughs> Well, the good thing is that that in these events, they're so well guarded that everybody's fine. Everybody's okay. fine. Great. Well, I can't thank you enough. This has been a really, really great conversation. And the work that you're doing with these young women is is phenomenal. So thank you very, very much. Thank you, Robin. This was such a pleasure to be able to speak with you. Thank you. So listeners, if you like today's episode, please like us, share us, tell your friends about us, post on social media. And if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, you can reach me at thehealthabilityproject at gmail.com. Thanks for tuning in and we will see you next week. Thanks for joining us today at the Health Ability Project. We'd love to hear from you, so please email us your questions, comments, or suggestions, including future guests, to the Health Ability Project at gmail.com. And please like us, subscribe, and share us with your friends.